Once two hours are now forevermore three hours. I'm recording. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've got to st stop saying um. I say um so much. I can't even cut it, cut them out all out. There's so many ums on our podcast. Well, you do most of the talking, so you're going to say it. Yeah, but I need to train myself to not say um. Well, try it on this one then. Okay. Welcome. Welcome back to Can I Pod with Madness? Yay. Uh, the podcast where we look at old issues of Kerrang! Yeah. and Metal Hammer. Yeah. From days gone by, and we just talk about them and yep. whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, what have you been up to? Um, oh, I wasn't prepared for that question. <laughs> you um, could just tell me. Just like nothing interesting. Nothing interesting. Um, no, sorry, I'll come up with something. No, I don't have any interesting work in it. Do you want to? Um, someone did say they didn't. They'd, We've not introduced ourselves. We haven't introduced ourselves. And so we were going to introduce ourselves this week. Not that I don't, don't think... I mean, apart from that, actually, no, well, I was going to say no one cares, but if someone has said it... Then, well, one person said well, it. Well, better than not shut up. Stupid. Um, well, welcome to Can I Pod with Madness again. So my name's Jamie and I'm... I'm Alex. Alex. But I was going to introduce you then. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you just, spoke over just, me. No, let's go again. Take two. I'll cut that out. Okay. Uh, so welcome to Can I Pod with Madness. Um, my name's Jamie. Oh, I, and, and I'm joined by Alex. I was I, Even though I said I was going to introduce you, I was waiting yeah. for you to say your name then. Stupid. This feels like mind tricks. Oh. This is why we don't introduce ourselves, because it's like, I'm Tommy Lee, 86. <laughs> God damn it. With it's that very, level of stupid. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who we are, does it? Because it, let the music do the talking, like Joe Perry. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, what? What? I said, um. Oh. So. <laughs> it's going to replace it with so's, so we need to look out now. For oh, the, God, right. so is an awful one, isn't it? So. It's a bit um, business. boardroom yeah. business. Business. Okay. So last week on our podcast, you expressed the desire to look at the 90s. So in this amazing format-breaking episode, we're not looking at a Kerrang! from the 80s. Oh. oh. We're looking at the 90s. Okay. July 6th, 1991. Oh. So, as is customary, let's... Kurt Steiger's eager. We've never got... Eager? 
era. Era. You're just eager for Steigers. Uh, who isn't? Come on. You would. You would then. <laughs> you would now. That man just ages well. I mean, he's got a rich chocolatey voice, Honestly, hasn't he? Honestly, that man. You, yeah. Um, you yeah, can't pause I, every time you say, yeah, um, otherwise no, I'm, you're, I am you're just gonna... the, I'm just the guy who says, um. I've never noticed it before. Well, I've lis- I listen to these back a lot because I edit them and then I listen to them again because yeah, I'm no an egotist. no one else listens to them that much. This is also true. Okay. So let's get into, uh, we've got uh, Kerrang. Did you read the music papers from the back and to the front? Not too much of a break from the normal. <laughs> Kerrang's more fun. Has it got Axl Rose on the cover? Uh, well, let's see. Let's see who's on the cover. I mean, it must do because he's on every cover. Oh, oh, he is. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was thinking, no, he's not. It's Thunder, but uh, up there in a little inset, Guns N' Roses in single release shock. But is it any bloody good? See page four, oh. a little picture of Axel. Uh, well, thank God he's on there. So, what else have we got on this cover? Do you want to describe it? Um. Well, Thunder, you've already said. Yeah. And Susie Hatton. Susie Hatton. Breakfast with Brett Michaels, oh, the sordid yeah. truth. Uh, we've also got Foreigner, Screaming Jets and Little Angels. Nice. I mean, we won't be talking much about Foreigner or Screaming Jets. I'll give you a little heads up now. Okay. Uh, so before we get into this issue, because we've never done the 90s before, yeah. let's talk about the 90s. Okay. And do you want to look at some... Hot charts. Hot chart action. Yeah. Dina Cowell. Curtis Tigers. So these, Michael Bolton. These are your these are Gabrielle, your picks. Lisa Stansfield. Um so number forty, extreme, get the funk out. Okay, nice. You didn't think of extreme, did you? I'm thinking more basic. I'm pretty basic. Uh thirty nine <laughs> talking of basic vanilla ice. Ro- rolling in my five zero. Um, do I know that one? I, I mean, it's not Ice Ice Baby, is it? That's pretty good, isn't it? Share Shoop Shoop song at number thirty eight. Nice. Um, number thirty seven REM Shiny Happy People. Oh my god, that's so nineties. Do you like that song? Um, it's all right. I was never a huge fan of REM, but I I like it more now because it sounds nostalgic than than anything. Um. um Number 36, Share Again. Of course. A song called Love and Understanding. I like that song, actually. Love and Understanding. Oh, sorry. I was going to stop singing. No, no, that was actually pretty good. I know it was. That was. I know it was. I don't need to cut in the actual version there. That was that was, was really good. I know it was. Fantastic. I know it was. Um, Sonia, Talented. your favourite, number 33. Only Fools Never Fall in Love. Do you remember that? Sonia? Yeah, Sonia. The Scouse songstress. I know, I, know, I, know who, I know who Sonia is, you lunatic. Everyone knows who Sonia is. Did you ever do any dance routines to... No, mainly the Nolans. Oh. Number 32. Nice. Can you read it or... I thought you were going to read it. Alice Cooper. Hey, stupid. Hey, stupid. Um, this ain't your daddy talking, you know, I know. 
It's like being in a room with Rory Bremner. It's, it's amazing. It's, this much talent is tiring. Uh, number 30, In Excess, Bitter Tears. Okay. I saw In Excess live in 1991. I think they would oh, have yeah. done that song from their album X, which was the one that wasn't quite as good as Kick. Number 29, Whitney Houston, My Name Is Not Susan. Do you know that song? No, but is that where that, on Vogue? Is it, it that on Vogue de- or Salt and Pepper? It was Salt and Pepper that probably... With my that Name on, Is Not Susan. Yeah. <clears throat> and he knows that My Name Is Not Susan. Yeah, of course. It's on, of course it's... No, on Vogue, you idiot. Oh, God. A salt and Pepper. What's the song? What a man. Oh, well, what a man's both of them. Yeah. Right, so it's right and wrong in equal measures. Okay, so a bunch of stuff we don't care about. Natalie Cole, Unforgettable. Okay. Number 19, Bette Midler, oh, From a Distance. That is a good song. I have Bette Midler tape. I thought that was from Beaches. It is from Beaches. Is it? Yeah, Beaches came out in 89 because we already talked about it on an 89 episode. <laughs> of course, we've so talked about Beaches. It's still, she was still releasing songs from Beaches two years later. But she's got to buy houses. I mean, fair enough. Things you make, that make you go hum, nice. number 18. Um, number 16, Divinals, I Touch Myself. Nice. Wank Anthem. <sighs> Wank them. Wank them. Wank them. Um, Anthrax featuring Chuck D, Bring the Noise, number 14. That was a that was a big sort of metal rap crossover. Do you know that song? I'm not sure. I'll have to play it to you. Um, you never sing. I'm not going to rap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people, yeah, to be fair, that would be People really do not want to hear a white man trying to rap. No, probably uh, not. Chuck D. Um, Lenny Kravitz, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Okay. Number 13, that's a good song. Um, Salt and Pepper, number 11, Do You Want Me? Nice. Is that a song you know? Not one of the ones I've learned. Colour Me Colour Bad. Colour Me Bad, I want to sex you up. That's a bit. That's sexy. That's a bit. That's a bit weird, isn't it? That's a bit late night. That is. Now That We Found Love, Heavy D and the Boys. Now That We Found yeah, yeah, Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big hit. Big hit. Um, Paula Abdul, Rush Rush. I'm going to bash through these. Kenny Thomas, think about you. Erasure Chorus, number four. Nice. Um, Guns and Roses, You Could Be Mine. That's going to come up in this issue. Spoiler. Um, Jason Donovan, Any Dream Will Do. Oh, God. Uh, he, we know I like Jason Donovan, but not that one. <laughs> um, of course, you... Brian Adams at number one. His reign of terror throughout the 90s. <laughs> Until three weeks ago, Brian Adams has never had a UK top 10 hit. Now he's got number one as he move, moves up one place. So this is the first week. Oh, little did we know little of did the we pain know. that was coming for the next 16 weeks or 12 weeks or something. So what, weeks? what were your feelings about this? Fair, fine. No, no. Dribbly ballad. It was fine. I don't remember having negative feelings towards him because you weren't. You didn't have it rammed down your throat as much. If it was now, yeah, it'd but... be every reel would have it in. Every single, everything you'd look on the internet would have it in. Whereas then it was like, big deal. It was on but, the top of the pop. Yeah, but that was the equivalent. Friday. And if you listen to no. the radio and... Yeah, but I didn't listen to radio. Oh. Or sometimes, but Atlantic 252. <laughs> um, 
but eclectic. Shut up! I've all listened to Atlantic Two, Five Two. Have you got any strong feelings about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Never watched it. Mm. And they got a sexy man in there. Who? Snape. <laughs> Has he got Snape in it? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. plays the uh, sheriff, sheriff of Nottingham. There yeah. you go. He's sort of in. A, <laughs> he's sort of acting in another a different film to everyone else. Um, what's his Alan Rickman? Yeah, I think that was it. That was what made him a star, wasn't it? That film. His face is what made him a star. I always thought that film would be complete dog shit, and I never watched it because I was true blue Robin of Sherwood. You know, the like, worst thing that's ever been made. Yeah, the 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 best Robin Hood. Mm. And when I was unemployed, right, I watched a load of fantasy movies, and I watched that, and it which was actually all right. Stage when you were unemployed, which stage? Um, when I was made redundant. The last last time. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. You watched it then. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Is he looking for work? <laughs> no, well, like dinner I'm times. Dinner oh, times. dinner times. Yeah, no. How long is the film? Is it half an hour, an hour? I had. Is it an hour? Because that's weird, isn't it? The cinema. The film be like with Brian Adams and Al Rickman being an hour. I remember. No, I think it's. I think it's pretty long, that film. Right. But so. My, my day, well, I shouldn't have to answer to you, please. While I was unemployed, I would spend the whole day looking for work. But on dinner, apart from dinner times, five hours dinner times, the, apart from five hours at dinner time, dinner times, I would watch apart from the six, half a movie and then the, the next eight hours day, at dinner time. The next day, I would watch the next half. Apart from 12 hours at dinner time when I was watching films. That's fine. I was busy. Uh, I yeah. was looking for work. It's pretty, pretty depressing. Um, <laughs> shall we look at the telly? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could have made a really funny joke then, like it was pretty depressing. Um, and so was redundancy or something. <laughs> You know, because then you would have been talking about the film, and that would have been funny. Um, but you missed it. Doesn't matter. You missed a joke. I've always, I've always thought that film would be shit, but it was actually all right. Yeah, but you were in a pretty dark place when you watched <laughs> it, so maybe it was just it just wasn't. I, terrible. I needed Kevin Costner in a mullet to sort of show me that social justice sometimes works. Spoiler! <laughs> I am watched it. Um, I know that bit with the arrow. Well, if you've seen the video, I mean, that's most of the film. Uh, so, for some reason, you've got Channel 4 first. Um, the Twilight Zone was on at 15 minutes past midnight. Kate and Holly. Sorry, skipping ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Kate and Holly, Hill Street Blues. What's that? I mean, the problem with this is there's no... There's no um, there's no details about the... Uh, non-BBC shows. Right. So BBC One, Breakfast Time, Pink Panther Show, Play School. This, is this a Saturday? This should be a Saturday. A Monday, 6th of July. I'm on 1987. I was going to say, well, why was it showing the Tour de France 87 in 91? <laughs> okay. Weird. Right. Right. I'm oh my god! I'm uh, You're obsessed with the eighties, man. 
Yeah, I'm I'm Get stuck in eighty seven. So ninety ninety one. Let's bring things bang up to right. date. Come on. Okay, July the sixth. yourself. True that. Ghost train. <laughs> you don't have any feelings about ghost train? MacGyver, Bob's your uncle. Stars in their eyes. Um. Well, I like Stars in the Eyes. Right, can you guess? Because I actually looked at this the other day. Stars in the Eyes, July 6, 1991. On Wik Wikipedia's got a complete list of who was on what episode. Dina Carroll, Lisa Stansfield. Chris <laughs> Tigers. They're your final choices. Um, yeah. Okay, so first of all, Gloria Estefan. Oh, of course. C close. Johnny Mathis, okay. Mick Hucknall of Simply Red. Of course, I think I remember that one. Vera Lynn. Oh, God. That would have been some old, old bird, wouldn't it? Mark Boland's T-Rex. Nice. Do you know who won? Mm, Simply Red? Yeah, that's why you remember it, right? Yeah, it must be. Okay, okay. I mean, this We is, should watch that tonight. This is why people listen to this podcast. I know we wanted to watch Tenacious D, but... Maybe we should watch A Stars in Their Eyes <laughs> and then we'll watch Tenacious Which, which Stars in Their Eyes? Just what, whatever we can find. Because um, they won't have all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not paying for BritBox to watch Stars in Their Eyes. Uh, ITV had the 8.15 from Manchester, which I think... I used to watch that. I think we've talked about. Um, Ross King, Charlotte Hindle and Diane Oxbury. Blank look on my face. Um, Chesney Hawks is on it, performing the one and only. Of course he is. Um, cartoons from the Ewoks in Gravedale High. Nice what Ewoks. Ewoks was like mid-80s, and th they're still showing it in 91, is the Ewoks cartoon. Um, Flying Doctors, the Les Dennis Laughter Show. Were you aware? I when you put in laughter show in that. <laughs> Okay, Les says, remember to put your clocks back one hour tonight, always assuming you want to be late for work on Monday. Oh, God. Top What's the opposite of quality. laughter? <laughs> Just sadness. One foot in the grave. I used to watch that. Yeah, everyone used to watch that. Um, it was all right. Cr cricket. Uh, vid video diaries. Do you ever watch video diaries? Don't know. So basically, you could write to the BBC and they would send you a video camera. You just record your week, right? And the one of these I remember, and we watched it once, was In Bed with Chris Needham. Oh, which was a, that was it. I think it was commercialised. <laughs> from, from around this time. And it was a teenage metalhead who, uh, yeah. You made, still get people like him now. Yeah. Totes. Totes you, you really do. Which is weird, isn't it? Like you still get them, and they would be same attitude, same look. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's weird that. Well, metal never dies. No, but you'd think maybe. I don't say the style, but it's just a t shirt in it. But it's the hair and it's the type of person. There's a sort of quintessentially teenage male mindset, which yeah. makes you wear a leather jacket and listen to Iron Maiden and Megadeth yeah. and hate everything. Yeah, same. And yeah. grow sort of a mullet and a bad moustache. Same. I'm at that period of my life now. Moustache and hating everything. <laughs> it, on Radio One, 
at seven o'clock till 10 saturday rock show with alan freeman right and this is basically where i got my entire music taste from because he basically he'd play all the sort of current rock music we play all loads of like 70s classic rock and prog rock and that's where i first heard like led zeppelin and jethro tull and yes and emerson lake and palmer and like i owe my entire music taste to alan freeman like a, a weird old man who'd go like not our music lovers and you know he'd talk like that and he'd mix in like bits of classical music with his uh it's weird with his intros yeah Quite outrageous, lovable Andy Peebles for the last two hours on Formidable One FM. And in tonight's first three-hour Saturday-Sunday rock show, we line up not four, but six of your own chosen album requests that demand the appearance of Alice Cooper, Mountain, Pete Townsend. We have Phoenix, Blue Oyster Cult, and Jimi Hendrix. And we have the music of 1973 from the archives with Queen, along with House of Lords, Rory Gunnick, and Mammoth, Dare, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer at their best, Guns N' Roses, Brighton Rock, Jimmy Page, Def Leppard, Black Sabbath, Johnny Diesel, and the Injectors, A, and then some. Anyway, from the new album called In Your Face, question number one. But there you go. I wanted to. I wanted to bring that up. So, shall we have a look me. at Kerrang? Oh, we finished with the telly. Yeah, that was the telly. I mean, God, there's nothing on, is there? What day is this? It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Well, stars in the eyes. Oh, uh, wait a minute, Paul McKenna. Got that? That was good. Um, on the radio. Oh. At four in the morning. Oh. Oh. I mean, <laughs> it turned into. I'll be all right. Radio Saturday one's nearest recruit, but that's not the hypnotism guy, is it? I don't know. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, we're going to need. Should we Google him? There's no way. There's two Paul McKennas in the nineties who are popular. Well, it's him. <laughs> uh, show business. He started off in radio, age sixteen. Oh my god! Several years presenting at Radio One. Fuck me. There you go. There you go. Then you went to the dizzy heights of television hypnotism. You just don't get that anymore, do you? Um, no, unless you're watching Parasite with what's that guy called? Um, the g- <laughs> Raymond Day. Raymond Day, that's it. I oh mean, no, you've got to explain it because otherwise you do that weird. Yeah. In joke thing, yeah. So, right, it's obviously Limmy. We always talk about Limmy. All we ever think about really is Limmy. And if you watch Limmy's show, um, he's got a character called Raymond Day, who's got a show called Parasite, and he's a funny hypnotist. No, he's not a hypnotist. He's like a Uh, psychic. Psychic, yeah. Like Sally Jesse Raphael. Was she one? No. What's that one we used to watch? Shadow Psychic, Bio. Psychic, Psychic Sally. Psychic, I mean, I really could have guessed that after. Guessed she, had a, she had a bio, bio, so she knew, you knew she was in touch with Again, the paranormal. If you don't have fish, you're not going to know what a biob is. A, bi- a biob is, is a, a, fish, big fish. a fish bowl that you can buy, and it's like round and looks quite, you know, interesting. It's got a light. If you've got, if you ever had fish, you'd probably know what a biob was, and it's got like a filter and stuff. They look cool. You ever go into a, a, a pet shop? Pe- yeah, pets at home have a biob um but 
in Psychic Sally, she used to have like, I think questions or something from the audience probably, but it was quite clearly in a biob. And if you know what a biob is, if you're the biob community, you know what a biob is when you see it. She probably thought this looks dead cool and like futuristic. <laughs> no, no one's ever going to know that this is a fish tank, but all us <laughs> fish lovers are looking at it going, that's a biob, mate. Oh, it's and it's biob. the big one as well, because yeah. there was like two oh, different yeah, she, sizes. She's stopped for the 60 litre. She's not a cheapskate going for a 30 litre. 60 litre, a couple of hundred quid, that will have cost her. Just plastic, but, you know, taking out the. Uh, the pump and the tubing and she yeah. didn't leave the gravel in the bottom but they had the questions in but so there you go if you ever watch psychic sally look out for the biob that she's got it's, you probably just thought it was some um, um she custom made this orb of ball. questions um but she didn't she's got it from pets at home uh anyway so, oh my god get on quran so, for god's sake more psychic sally talk next week so it's Psychic Sally podcast. Oh. Okay, let's have a look at Kerrang. The thing we came for. That's what she said. Uh, so Purple Rainbows, there's an advert for Purple Rainbows, the definitive rock history featuring the best of Deep Purple, Rainbow, White Snake, Grey and Bonnet and Dio. Nice. That seems like it would be a little bit unsatisfying to me because it was Why? some deep purple songs and then a few songs by sort of related acts do you know what i mean but it was as seen on tv it was a show no no there was an it was just a compilation album oh, right. getting into the era of classic rock um but only one dio song come on come on why well it's mostly deep purple there's since you've been gone, a nice surrender by Rainbow. There's Four for Your Loving by White Snake. Here I Go Again. It's all the Deep Purple related bands, but you need more than one disc for that, don't you? Well, probably not. So, single reviews, they're talking about You Could Be Mine. It came out this past Monday and it's called You Could Be Mine. It's the mega delayed, much anticipated new 45 from rock and roll mad boys, Guns N' Roses. They it are mad boys. Here's a gratuitous two-page assessment of said single by Paul Elliott. Do um, men want to be referred to as boys? Would they be happy if someone was saying, come on, boys? Wouldn't they prefer to be thought of as men's? I, the mad men's of I, I, rock. I can't tell you. I mean, No, but as a man. If someone referred to you as boy. I think by this point, Guns N' Roses are so coked up and out of their skull, they didn't give a shit what anyone was saying about them. But I'm talking generally. Yeah, but mad boys, mad boys, you know. You like bad boys, I guess. Yeah. All right, whatever. Do you like <laughs> You Could Be Mine? Sing it. Well, oh, sh should we have the video? God, just sing it, man. Why do I have to sing everything and you just play the YouTube version? Because, engine? like, no one wants to hear me singing. No one wants to hear me singing, apart from that share one, which was good. It was good. You know this song, right? Futuristic look at these robots. Well, it's from Terminator 2, this song. <laughs> right, well, that explains the robots. Are they robots in Terminator or are they cyborgs? Yeah, robots. The cyborg the robot. Ten years ago, whoa! That is, you know, it's futuristic because they're using that futuristic font. I think the font that is actually called futuristic on Word. 
I mean, I think it's the Terminator font. Uh, well, Terminator font looks suspiciously like futuristic. Like Avatar Papyrus. T2. Same director. Watched... No, maybe it is. Maybe he's got into Word. <laughs> Just, James, I mean, you have to explain the Papyrus thing. Well, there's an SNL skit. Uh, I mean, I want to hit myself when you say the word skit, but it, uh, I <laughs> sketch. Think We'd say sketch, wouldn't we? Yeah, but, no, but it's called they call them skits, and it's um, Avatar. Then the fact that Avatar is using the papyrus font, and it's just about that. It's, like one of the most funny. expensive movies ever made, it's, isn't it? It's literally papyrus, and that's. If you find that stuff, stuff like that funny, it's funny. It was just one away from chiller. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's not horror. I'm you adding wait for your horror to put use use the chiller font. I'm adding the papyrus Saturday Night Live sketch to the YouTube playlist. If you playlist. do like a 50s film, you use those like what's it called, Flixy Days or something. Yeah. Oh, let's stop talking about fonts. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so what's your favorite font? Do you remember going, going to see? Basically, uh, we saw Guns N' Roses tribute band once a long time ago, and they started with "You Could Be Mine." Where? Um, at the rock club that we always used to go to. There's a good chance I might have been uh, merry by the time. We well, do you know what? Right, I remember them playing "You Could Be Mine" and nothing else. So I think I was a little Potentially then, deep in my cups. Because what we used to do was um, we used to pre-drinks and um, lots of pre-drinks. Because obviously back then you couldn't afford to go out and drink. So you you had to get drunk before you got there. Because was, you had to, it was the law. You could, make, you could maybe get a drink when you got there, but you couldn't really afford it. You'd take like 20 quid out and then that had to be the taxis and everything. Yeah. So... It really wasn't an option. And then the, they'd often run out of vodka and coke, wouldn't they? Which was yeah. actually our typical yeah. choice at the time. Really um, rough-ass vodka as well. Yeah, hideous. But so the, the obvious option was just get annihilated before you go <laughs> at home and then leave the house at like 11, which blows my mind now. Imagine leaving the house at 11 o'clock to go out. Imagine that. I'd be like, you talk, I've been in bed three hours, what are you talking about? <laughs> 11 o'clock, and then rocking up somewhere with just like 20 quid in your purse and like n no backup plan, honestly. Yeah, no PayPal, Honest, no Uber. Blows my mind. I like the way how we're, did we not die? we're teaching people how to go out for drinks. No, but nowadays people don't. Other generations, I don't think any younger generations are going to listen to this. But no, that's they, true. I don't think they really drink the way we did. Okay. If you've got kids, write in and tell us if they drink. <laughs> well, all the younger folk that I associate with at work, they don't drink. And they, it's not like it's a thing. Not, it's not like they thought, I'm going to be... They just. It's not like a... They just don't drink, but it's not like a... But to me, that's weird. That I'm like, what? what well, what? I know, I know some young people who drink, but they don't get drunk. They like, they like wine. Right. That's not a reason to drink, is it? Come I was on. born in the right time. I like drinking. Come on. Uh, I'm not alcoholic. So, um, 
What are your feelings on Terminator 2? Never watched it. Have you not? Never watched Terminator or Terminator 2. Oh, right, okay. You like James Cameron, though, don't you? Who doesn't? Speaking of, we need to finish watching that. Side note, we need to finish watching that Titanic documentary. <laughs> We've been watching a, a Tony... Is it Tony Robinson? Yeah, Robbins. Bold, Baldrick. I want to say. I always want to say one or the other. Tony Robbins, that really big fucker who tells you how to live your life. <laughs> that one. Yeah. It, it's like with a really rough voice. Yeah, it's like. Um, you came here to this seminar to learn how to be you. When you wake up in the morning, you've got to be thinking. Certain voice. <clears throat> I'm not going to add that to the YouTube playlist. Um. No. <clears throat> oh, I really hurt my voice. Um, Tony Robinson and James Cameron going down to see the Titanic. We've been watching that documentary on YouTube, so uh, that's apropos of nothing. Um, yeah, I like James Cameron because I like Titanic. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I think that might be the only thing I've watched. Aliens. I've only I think I've only watched that once. No, we've watched Aliens a lot, haven't we? No. They mostly come out at night, mostly. No, yeah, no, that's not involved me. Are you thinking about Game thing? over, man. Game over. You really not seen it? Are you thinking about another girlfriend? No, I'm thinking about. I mean, you probably fell asleep before the end. Sounds like me. Maybe we've watched Alien more. I mean, you. Remember, I mean, I've watched Titanic more. You remember Alien, right? Ish. It's got a cat in it. It's got an alien in it. It's got Scorny Weaver in it. So, so it's got who? He's got who? Edit. So, just, no, 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 let's we listen. No, I can't wait for you to hear that back, whatever that was. I've had a drink and now and what, what? it is Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> it wasn't her Seas last name that was a problem. <laughs> Seasons of Wither. Did, did I not I say Sigourney? No. What did I say? I don't know. I can't wait for you to hear it back because okay. it wasn't anything. I'll um, have to edit that. No, you are not. Edit <laughs> don't you dare edit that. Of course not. Um, no, I've not seen Terminator. Okay. Oh my god! I bet people are like, for God's sake, get to the king point. <laughs> um, in mayhem so this annoying. week. Yeah, go on. Poison. Oh wait, Krang. Yeah, go on. You like poison, right? Everyone likes poison. Mm. So. Poison venomously deny split. <laughs> okay. Uh, troubled US star. I don't know why they're troubled. They've issued an official press statement denying they've dis they have split up despite persistent rumours to the contrary. Bassist Bobby Dahl claims to have fractured two fingers in his left hand after shutting it in a car door. <gasps> that was horrible. Quote, you would figure that after 11 and a half months of raising hell and trashing around on stage, I could have found a more dramatic way to break my hand. Hey, if you've ever chopped your hand in a car door, He's not joking, that hurts. Quote, we only had another month left to tour, continued vocalist Brett Michaels, and this is not exactly the way I would like to see the tour end. All right, it's not like you did it on purpose, Brett. Stories persist that guitarist CC DeVille has quit the band and that they are to split, and they're going to release a double live album, Swallow This Live. <laughs> Swallow what, Brett? Um... Okay, well, let's move on from the sad story of uh, Poison Split. Uh, I see Nico McBrain has got a single out. 
Nico Br- McBrain, drummer with Iron Maiden. Okay. He's got a single called Total McBrain Damage. And, oh, I think he's called, the, the video is called Rhythms of the Beast. I think he's traveling around the country doing drum clinics. Okay. Um, Full-length video, 90 minutes of McBrain Mayhem featuring techniques, tricks, and tracks that have made Nico no, one of he, rock's McBrain premier drummers. Hem would have been a better. <laughs> McBrain, McBrain Hem. That's, McBrain Hem. That, that's a little bit. No, I'm bringing McBrain Hem. Um, um, Nico, Nico McBrain had a stroke at the beginning of the year, and yet he was still able to tour with Iron Maiden. Really? And like loads of people were saying, like, like I think last week, Rock News, last week he issued a statement saying, you know, I had a, had a stroke at the beginning of the year and I've been going through therapy to get myself up to speed. And loads of people have been saying, oh, the band are playing well, but Nico's drumming is just slightly off. It's just a little slow. And it's like, and now he's come out and said, oh, you know, I. Oh, I bet they feel like yeah. dicks. I bet, I bet they do. But, you know, I didn't notice anything wrong with the drumming when we saw. Iron Maiden. I mean, most people who've seen Iron Maiden have seen them like about forty times though yeah. at this stage, and we're Maiden virgins, aren't noobs. we? Noobs. Noobs. Poon your ass. Oh, dead air. That's what everyone wants. It's fine. I'll cut all that out. Um, I'm just looking at the letters page. Um, it's just people angry that the writer Ray Zell has given Van Halen's album a bad review. The album for unlawful carnal knowledge. F U C K. It's an an hilarious joke. Um, basically, it's Van Halen without Dave um, The one thing I would say about that page is that it looks readable. Well, ninety-one. I think they've upped, oh, okay. upped their right. graphic design. It looks game. significantly. Better, yeah, as this... in it's a it's one color with a con a different color on top rather than some weird blackish colored filtery picture on the back and then black font on it, which seems to be. I'm I'm not a fan of the black lettering on the kind of very intense pink. No, but it could be worse. The the the, the white on the purple's good. It's all right, yeah. So once again, talking about fonts. Oh God, are we obsessed? <laughs> We're both. In the design type of field, so um, yeah, well, no, we look for these things. Yeah, so I'm going to criticise bad design choices in print. But to be fair, back back in the late eighties, early nineties, people didn't have eyes. Well, people, it was hard. Like people didn't pe- have eyes. People didn't have Adobe Illustrator and in design, did they? I could do better on paint. You've seen? I don't uh, think they had paint. Shut up. When did paint come out? I'm finding the answer. That paint's out by then. No way. Right. Microsoft Paint. Uh, while you look that up, there's when... an advert for the single Hollywood Vampires by LA Guns, and that's a very nice right. piece of design, I think. Paint. M- MS Paint. Right. <gasps> you wrong. 95. Uh, 85. 85. 85. So people are well used to doing paint by then. But how useful is paint as a design tool? It's good for doing like little funny pictures. like. It was programmed by Dan McCabe and sold as part of Windows 1.0. 1. 1. 1. 1. 
Do you know who designed Photoshop? Um, no. John Knoll, who went on to be uh, a big wig at Industrial Light and Magic, and he worked on all the Star Wars prequels. Um, John and Thomas Knoll created Photoshop. So I sort of owe them my career, basically. I owe paint my career. You don't use paint, though? Yeah, but it's got me interested. <laughs> that was your starting point. I always used to love getting the spray paint, uh, spray can feature. Making clouds. No, no, covering the whole thing in different colours. So you start with one colour, yeah. scribble, start getting another colour, scribble. So the, at the end of it, everything's covered. So it's totally covered, like the whole screen, um, in lots of different colours in spray paint. And then you get the eraser tool, and then you do something like you write something or you do a heart or something, and that. And that. And that's how you got your start in the digital arts. That is what led me to where I am today in the dizzy heights of marketing. Do you, do, is, is paint still yeah. a thing? Does yeah. it still come with windows? Have I got paint well, on here? Um, thingy uses it. Jim from Facebook. Um, the artist formerly known as uh, Jim or Painter, is, yeah. who is now... Jim. I think maybe Jim paints it or just Jim. Jim paints it, yeah. Uh, Jim paints it, but, um, yeah, because otherwise you wouldn't have anything to... Just shut, shut your face. I mean, we do not just talk about fucking Psychic Sally. We talk about digital art. <laughs> talk about all sorts. Record reviews, records, with mm. they're reviewing Bill and Ted's bogus adventure. I think they mean journey. Have they put Bill and Ted's bogus adventure? Yeah. Oh, embarrassing. Um, it's like your mum trying to know what... <laughs> My mum always used to call um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Who Killed Roger Rabbit, and it always used to irritate us. She never learned the right title. Um, well, this is an advanced tape, so it might not have been written right on the tape. But they're reviewing the album. And we talked about Winger, didn't we? We talked about Battle yeah, Stations yeah. when we saw Winger. And we were talking about the fact that they didn't play that song, even though it was from a popular movie, and we didn't mention the movie, which is... Oh, did we not? We did not. I mean... We I, did that annoying thing where we assumed people We just knew. assumed people knew, or we just forgot to say. That's annoying. Um, By us. But that's like a fucking top-tier hair metal, like sort of late-period hair metal track isn't it battle stations yeah. you can't get fucking better than that um do you know the rest of the album because i i owned it because um, you know i was buying records at this point uh yeah i think so i can't remember um top of my head what else was on it um faith no more did a song called the perfect crime that's on there it's not on any of their albums so it was an exclusive um, it says here it's weird, wonderful, kind of similar to a punk funk fusion of simple minds and talking heads, which is not something I ever thought, but fair enough. Um, Slaughter's song Shout It Out. Uh, far from being a real anthem in the manner of the Kiss song of the same name, it sounds terribly average. I don't know. Oh. I don't think it's that bad. Um, Winger's Battle Stations fares better, possibly one of the heaviest tracks penned by the band so far. Um, Kiss's offering, like Winger's, 
is unusual. Paul and Gene have chosen to go for a cover of Argent, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, and the dynamic duo trade lines together for the first time in what seems like more than a century. Now, that's a banger, isn't it? Their version of God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Of course it is. It's an amazing song. Of course it is. Um, the production gives us the song a strange Beatles meet Queen hue, and the overall feeling evokes memories of classic Destroyer era kiss. The word is, this could well end up as a single. My God, imagine if you're talking about that like it's a new song. Yeah. Uh, Megadeth's Go to Hell and G King's X's Junior's Gone Wild are pretty much the kind of thing you'd expect from these acts. Uh, Primus's contribution is superb, being a quite marvellous fusion of jazz, funk and metal called Tommy the Cat. Um, Richie Cozen's Dream of a New Day. Um, guitar guru Steve Vai contributes the instrumental The Reaper. Um, Call me dumb, call me stupid, call me Dave, but I've never, I'm really unfamiliar with both Neverland and Love on Ice. Both look to be quite exciting prospects. Now, Love on Ice, I had their album and it was amazing, but they just never did anything. They sort of sounded like Ugly Kid Joe. Right. Um, there you go, record reviews, a record we actually own. So that's quite exciting. Um, there's an advert for, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge by Van Halen. It'll kick your butts, but okay. I mean, weird flex, dude. Okay, let's get to a feature. Oh, they're reviewing Starship's greatest hits. Okay. Um. So obviously, it's got "We Built This City" and "Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now" on it. Yeah. Um. Jane, do you know the song Jane? I think so. Sort of like late 70s, kind of twiddly soft rock. Um, they're reviewing Love Hurts by Cher. It's got 4Ks. Um, do I know that one? Um, it, well, it's got the song Love Hurts on it, the Nazareth song. Oh, that, right. Okay, yeah, that one. Um, she does a cover of World Without Heroes from Kiss. Uh, music from the Elder. I've never heard oh. that. Um, and it's got the Shoop Shoop song on it. Of course, classic. What are your What are your feelings on the Shoop Shoop song? I bet you like that, don't you? Um, yeah, I like it. I liked Mermaids. It was from Mermaids. Oh, I was going to say Moonstruck. No, it was from Mermaids. Okay. Okay. There's an advert for. McEnroe and Cash with the full metal racket. So John McEnroe and Pat Cash, who are like <laughs> tennis players, they've released a single with Roger Daltrey on vocals, Steve Harris and Nico McBrain as a rhythm section, and someone called Andy Barnett on slide guitar. And they're covering the Led Zeppelin classic rock and roll. And it's not very good, but it is for charity. Oh, okay. It's um, in aid of life aid Armenia. Right. So well, good for them. Round about the same time, maybe a little bit before this, there was Rock Aid Armenia and they it, they did smoke on the water and it was Richie Blackmore, Brian May, uh Chris Squires on bass, Keith Emerson on keyboards, Brian Adams, uh I think Roger Taylor played drums. It was all like really famous people, you know, Bruce Dickinson singing, uh Paul Rogers singing, Ian Gillen singing, and I had it. I had it as a 12-inch single. I went out and bought it because, you know, 
charity in it. It's charity. And when I bought it, they gave me a poster and the poster was signed, right? right? But you couldn't tell who it was signed by. And it wasn't all those people. There was a good five or six names on there. Right. But at the time, I didn't really know Richie Blackmore from Tony Iommi or whoever, you know, Alex Lifeson, whatever. So somewhere in the world, and I looked for it the other day, I can't find it, but we had something that was signed potentially by like Brian May and Brian Adams and, you know, like big, big names. Why are you telling me this now? <laughs> we annoyed at you. It's, well... I mean, it's long. It must be long gone, right? Because I looked through there. Have we got more records than are in there? I thought we had more, but I I don't, I don't know where know. they are. But it's a long time since I've seen that single, so I think it's. So, it, where was the poster? It in, was it was in, in the, record. the record, and it was obviously just like a promotional thing, and they just they just handed it to me but in the record shop. Thrown, oh, would you have thrown that away though? The record. I don't think so. Would you've left it though at a house because you moved a lot since. Maybe. Thinking, oh, I'm never going to listen to this again. Maybe. Would you have done that? Maybe. It was a good version. <laughs> I know. Oh we could we could have been sat on a fortune. Could have been millionaires. I bet it was just signed by someone at the record company. It wasn't. I bet it's not really Tony Iommi. I don't know. Well, we'll never know. Well, then. it doesn't matter now because. You've spaffed our fortune up the wall. I mean, I completely forgot about it until reading that. There wasn't even that record. It was another record. But there you go. I've got everything I've ever owned. Um, now, that can't be true. Shaking Stevens signed a record. Well, where's that? It's in this house. Is it? Yeah. Because I took a photo of it that time with um, our cat next to it. What do you want to make those eyes at me for? Yeah, obviously. Good song. Of course it is. Vic Reeves in the video. Yeah. Oh, let's add that to playlist. It's a good song. Okay. But I told you, I always remember feeling embarrassed when that came on. I think because it was... I mean, Sexy. I was just no longer like... I was just so painfully shy. Um, and it was kind of a sort of jaunty, silly song, isn't it? But... <laughs> For some reason, I think, I don't know, like it made me feel embarrassed. I don't like it weirdly. Like, I, I was just probably one of those kids who was just so shy that you, you could probably at any point just, just die of shyness. But you were, sh you were embarrassed by that Sonia record as well, weren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it was sexual. That was really sexual. Do you want to describe why? Filth. Um, well, You'll in, never in, stop me from loving you, yeah. Um In primary school, um, You'll Never Stop Me From Loving You was a hit and I was sitting at a table with another girl, I can't remember who it was, and two boys, <laughs> rude, and uh, we said a word each from the song and I remember like absolutely terrified that the word loving was going to be like landing on me in my turn. Like, it was so embarrassing. I've never felt like I can still feel how terrified I was that by chance I was going to have to say the word loving. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having to say loving in front of two boys? Goodness me. I have to go for a lie down. <laughs> I'm like a Victorian, like an older Victorian lady, but 
back when I was little. But you're sort of quite filthy now, though, aren't you? You I'm grew pure, out of it. Oh, pure filth uh, now, but... And get that clipped. <laughs> um, yeah, just... I mean, maybe it was that experience, though. It was, it was so traumatic that I thought, you know, you can't beat them, join them. And so I just went the other way and thought, I need to just say whatever comes out of my mouth. <laughs> um, did it again. There's an article about little angels. Okay. It's I mean, you say that like it's a surprise. You said it at the beginning. Tits out at Milton Keynes. That's nice. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's not a terribly exciting article. I mean, the reason it's called that is because um, we went to Milton Keynes two years ago when Bon Jovi played, and I remember sitting on the grass bank in the sun watching the girls getting their tits out and imagining what it would be like to play there ourselves. And they're, they're basically going to play at okay. Milton Keynes this summer, I think, with ZZ Top and Brian Adams and a bunch of other people. Right. Um but I thought we could talk about Little Angels because we saw them, didn't we? we? Did see them. About 10 years ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Do, have you got any f thoughts and feelings on the band Little Angels, Scarborough's Finest? Um, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really know anything about them until you, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any insight. I mean,. <laughs> What, what insightful comments did you think that I had prepared about Little Angels? <laughs> I thought you'd say, well, I really like that one song that, you know, um, has screaming on it. She's a little angel. I, uh, yeah, no, I don't have her. I mean, that's fair enough. They were the first band I ever saw live, but I've told that story before. Have you? Yeah. They supported Marillion in the Newport Centre in 1989 when their first album was out. So this must be getting into the era of their too second album. Too much too young, isn't it? Too much too young, yeah. Because that's what you put on that CD for me that time. Yeah. Did I put Boneyard on there yeah, as well? Yeah, you did, yeah. Which I always thought was... I think both were on that, fir that first ever CD that you made me. Yeah. So um, that's obviously going to have a special place in my heart. Well, I thought, right, um, I'll cut this if you want. I always thought that was like quite a sort of sexually suggestive song right boneyard right going down to the boneyard yeah and they've also got a song called backdoor man which obviously is quite suggestive yeah uh and then i was talking to a friend at that gig and he said oh yeah but that song's about ev how everyone's gonna die that's not very r romantic oh and i was thinking oh yeah we're all going down to the boneyard like it's about we're well, all gonna die at some point boneyard in the lion king is Oh, actually, Elephant Graveyard. Right. <laughs> Maybe Little Angels are thinking of um, that and they just got it wrong. Well, I think that song was probably made before Lion King was made. Maybe. But, um, well, when's The Lion King? 90s. But which oh, 90s? God. I don't know. Just bear with us, uh, please, listener. 94. Oh, right. Okay, so... Maybe they read that book. It's based on a book, isn't it? I mean, it, but I'd got it wrong anyway because it's the elephant graveyard. Yeah, but it's but all got bones in it and it's a yard. Yeah, it's, um, it's obviously a bunch of bones in, in a thing. but In a yard? Yeah. Um, there's an article about Susie Hatton, okay. right? Um, and do you know who Susie Hatton is? 
Uh, not really. She's got an album out called Body and Soul. Okay. Produced by Poison singer Brett Michaels. Okay. And she got her start. I don't know if you remember the video to Fallen Angel, that she's the girl. She is the Fallen Angel in Fallen Angel. Nice. That's a nice claim to fame. I'd love to be the girl in Fallen um, Angel. So obviously, Brett Michaels got his fucking dirty rock of love hands on her. Said, "I'll I'll get your record contract, love." Good for all of them, all of them involved. But like, she'll have been quite happy about this situation. Trust me. Her look. Is she wearing cowboy boots. I mean, probably she looks like she's sort of dressed as Brett Him. Michaels in yeah. these. Yeah, that's yeah. She looks like there. It's it's a bit of a boring look, though, isn't it? It's not like. It's better on him. I mean, they might be his clothes. They could be. Some of the lyrics are, you can dance inside me, but Ooh. don't slide by me. Come oh. on, baby, won't you climb up and try me? Okay. So do you know what I'd love to know? Like, sh does she go to her mum and say, I've got this new song out, and then her mum listens to that, and does she just, she lets her mum listen to that, does she? She lets her mum listen to that kind of stuff, does she? Because her mum's going to have to listen to it because it's a daughter. It doesn't say in the article. <laughs> what it's just Mrs. I Hatton. Think, I always think when people do embarrassing things as adults, but your mum going to find out. And what's the conversation like with your mum? So you think Megan the Stallion is going to her mum and saying, what do you reckon to, to um, whap? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm being a bit. You'd How be... do you do fellow kids now? <laughs> I've heard of a song from not the 70s. You are so hip. I yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, like, just imagine, though, if I was, like, a singer, made WAP, and I was, like, going to go to mum and go, I've got a song. And she's like, oh, that's nice. And then I have to tell her that. She did just do that gritted teeth thing she does. Um, Which obviously you can't see. No, you can't. But it's, it's um, not shaking hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a very nice article about Little Angels. There's an advert for Stairway to Heaven by Dread Zeppelin. Okay. Are you aware of Dread Zeppelin? Um, is that them? I had mostly forgotten about Dread Zeppelin. What's that guy got in his mouth? Um, a ball that says heaven, or an, is it an egg? I think that's an egg that says heaven, an egg that says hell, and then something that says Hawaii. I don't understand anything that's going on in that picture. Well, they were a rock band who played reggae, they did covers of Led Zeppelin, and their singer was an Elvis impersonator. Which seems like a very 90, late 80s, very early 90s thing to do. Okay. But they did some good records. And Robert Plant was a big fan because at the time, I think Led Zeppelin was just starting to get a bit of a resurgence at this point. But obviously they weren't taking it seriously. Right. But uh, yeah, Stairway to Heaven wasn't, they didn't release it until their second album came out. 
So there you go. I mean, I'll put that on the playlist, obviously. 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 It's good. You should definitely listen to... Are you? So you're expecting someone to listen to this playlist that's got Sonia on now, <laughs> and it's also got Shake and Stevens on and other stuff. You, I mean... It's got Susie Hatton on. It's got the Fallen Angel video on. Okay, it's okay. got Little Angels. Right, okay. Um... Yeah, no, it's just it's just a like a reference like a point. reference point. It's a bibliography. Yeah, you you might not want to have to type Sonia. You'll never stop me from loving you. You just nah, go to you our playlist. Do that, would you? I mean, to be fair, if you type Sonia, it's probably going to be the first thing that comes up. But it probably would. Um. So the other the other big feature on this this issue is thunder. Okay. Um. They're in Iceland, I think. Yeah, they're in the frozen wastes of Iceland in Kaplakrikaveli, Hafnafjord, and they're doing a um, like a big festival. It's the, like the first rock festival Iceland have ever had. Right. Uh, so there's a lovely picture of them, and well, I'll read. I'll read you the bit from the article. Uh, in the water, tourists and locals swim by us or bob lazily on, around on lilos. They watch thunder hamming it up with increased amusement. Thunder don't care. They've never had so much fun without taking all their clothes off. <laughs> Finally, it's time for the covered in jism shot. Oh. Brackets. Jism is apparently a local term for grey mud. Uh, oh. Thunder are soon five shivering jism statues. Uh then a worried shout from the manager on the jetty wipes the smile off everyone's faces. Hey, everyone duck under the water. That stuff sets solid when it dries. So that's them covered in jism. I mean, it was a different I mean, time. The 90s were a different time. How's it spelled? Oh, the normal way. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. In the States, they've recut and remastered our album, tweaked all the EQ, but it still sounds the fucking same to me, Luke Morley. Um, so what are your feelings about Thunder? White Thunder? Yeah. yeah. We've seen them twice. Have we? Yeah. So Monsters of Rock? Yeah. The show, the Alice Cooper show. Yeah. And supporting Journey and oh, White course. Snake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any favourite Thunder songs? Um... Well, Backstreet Symphony, you put on a CD as well for I me. Did. So again, that's got nice memories because of you. It's a good song, though, isn't it? Uh, um, the, that one I make fun of. Dirty Love. That's the one. <laughs> Why do you make fun of that? Just because it sounds so. It's just so funny that he's he's sort of trying to say like just get out, but he says it in like. Just the funniest way that if she was leaving, she'd be laughing, leaving like, <laughs> "All right." Um, it's just, um, it's just funny. Dirty Love has got two videos. Is it? Yeah. So the the US version, the one they redid, has got Pamela Anderson in it. Has it? A pre-fame <gasps> Pamela Anderson. But I'm going to play you the original UK version. I do like Pamela Anderson. Uh, don't move your chair. 
Well, what happens when they figure out what you've been doing? They'll never figure it out. They've all been blinded by my special brand of love. Dirty love. Got the actions. Right, I, I mean, obviously not great. <laughs> Videos need to have that shit bit of acting in the beginning more. So, the thing that stood out to me was there's a comment. Okay. This five-minute video has more truth about women in relationships than any documentary, and it rocks. What documentaries are you watching about? <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit men's rights activist. <laughs> it's like, women are terrible. Um, it's weird seeing him with hair, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. Like, it's just it's weird. It's a it's shame that we have to lose our hair. I'd be... It'd be... Like, he got together with him, he's got long hair, then all of a sudden he's bald. Be quiet, because it's quite different. It looks different. Yeah, good voice, though. Well, obviously. Good uh, sort of classic blues voice. Um, Is that all you're playing me? The five seconds Just, the, just the stupid... No. Well, you know the song, right? I mean, the, the, the song is on our playlist. Of course it is. Um, Gig on the in the gigs, got Marillion on tour. Which on the show Gua? <laughs> right. Well, you've got Gua and Marillion. You can see both of them. But there are two gigs on this advert that I went to: Oxford, yeah. Apollo, and Hammersmith Odeon on the nice. Holidays in Eden tour. Uh, very exciting. And then we went to see them pre the tour, and then post the tour but still doing all the same songs. So we saw the same support band like four times. Um, yeah. So when it's notable, I mean, Marillion are not a very 1991 band, but like I thought it was worth mentioning that it's actually some gigs I went to. Good. Uh, so we're pretty much at the end of this, uh, at the end of this issue. Yeah. So what we learned about the, the heady days of 1991. Um, Stars in the eyes. Yeah. Mick Hucknall. And one foot in the grave. What, da, 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 da. what did we not see in this issue? Not see. Starts with G. G. That you might associate with the 90s. Yeah. Five letters. Oh. Comes from Seattle. <laughs> grunge. Oh my god. So ninety ninety one, you would have thought it would be grunge, 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 wouldn't you? Yeah. And there was no no hint of had the grunginess. Kirk Cobain worn a dress yet and all that nonsense. I, that jazz. I don't know. I I think famously or I don't know if it's famously, but in Fargo Rock City, Chuck Klosterman talks about how Nevermind came out the same day as Usual Illusion. It was like this kind of big sea change that no, that no one knew about it yet. And obviously Usual Illusion hasn't come out yet because they're still talking about You Could Be Mine being the first single. So 93. Fair enough. Pearl Jam's 10 came out in 1991, I think. Um. So there you go. You don't hate the 90s. <laughs> I'm going to sing them, but I stopped myself. <laughs> was that Eddie Vedder? Um, if it sounded like it, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it sounded a bit like fucking Bo Selector when he did Mel B. I think he's kind of doing fucking Jim Bowen from Bullseye when he does her. Yeah, it is. So it was a, a Abby Marion slash Mel B slash Jim Bowen. Combo. Slash, um, yeah, no, I think that's that's probably it. Anyone, anyone else from both selector? No, it's mainly Mel B, isn't it? Because it's yeah, that one. On that note, is there anything else you want to say um, to our beloved listeners? No, thanks very much. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I guess. Why are you looking at me like I don't know the answer to that? I think that's what you're supposed to say at the end of podcasts. Follow us on Threads. Follow us on X. You uh, X us. Yeah. You've been Xed. <laughs> Follow us on YouTube. Uh, you'll be able to listen to this on YouTube. You'll also be able to see two dirty love videos by Thunder. And Sonia. I tried to add this video from Thunder's official channel, right? And it's it, there was an age check. I had to do an age check, so I didn't. Well, I was saying it was cool. Why? Because we've got people. It's not highly sexual. It's just got Pamela Anderson doing some welding in it. Cool. Um. um <laughs> <laughs> oh, gorgeous. What's uh, an anticlimax? If you know someone who's a older person who maybe was into rock music in the 80s if you know someone who is older person is that what you've just said yeah okay. maybe tell them about this podcast and they can reminisce along like a with spam us email. <laughs> um, we'll send you spam email if you email us uh, but uh, remember to stay metal stay metal da, 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 da. are you going to have to explain that no I'm not <laughs> okay. see you later bye Oh, baby, I'll be gone. And this is all I gotta say to you.